It's the week of September 12th. I don't know. It's September 15th today, Thursday. And I'm feeling real talkative. So this is me, Ryan, getting on the mic and giving y'all what you're hoping for. An inside exclusive on the definition of success. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully you enjoy. It's informative and very objective. Maybe I missed a little bit of examples of what success could be or what it could mean, but I think you guys will get the point and see where I'm going with everything. Enjoy the music and enjoy life. You'll be listening to me again in just a couple seconds. On, of course, your favorite Besties intent. Hello, everybody. Hello. It is Ryan here, as you can hear. And sorry, I'm gonna try to fix this volume. I'm thinking that works. Okay, hopefully it does. Hopefully I'm turning the right knobs here. And I hope you're having a great day. Lots of hopes in the world for me. Again, haven't talked to you too much. Uh, And last time, I might have sounded a little resentful. Like, uh, this is a chore sort of deal. Being on this podcast is a chore. But I don't necessarily think that. But, again, I'll stand by my idea of last time that it has been really nice taking a break. So, welcome back. I'm filming myself and have some terrible lighting. So, you know, maybe I'll throw this up on YouTube. Maybe not. All right. And pardon for all the sounds that you'll be hearing today. My window's open, and I do live in a new apartment which, um, you know, comes with uh, its positives and negatives, and one of the negatives is that it is loud. So that's okay. I can hear the train. I can hear a ton of people walking by. I can hear crappy music. I can hear good music. And the opportunities are endless. And just, like, the endless possibilities of the positives and negatives of where you're gonna live and hopefully that changes a lot throughout your life. And uh, you know, for those people that like to stay in the same spot, good for you too. And the the change will not 
be bothering you ever. So, I come here today with good faith and just came out of a shower and when I was in the shower, it really got me thinking, what kind of soap do you guys like? And really, specifically, does anybody like the soap that makes your skin feel really dry after? Like bar soap, you know? I think there might be other examples other than bar soap, but that's pretty much the only one I could think about. Bar soap leaves your skin so dry. I like the soap that usually comes out of a bottle, which kind of stinks because that's extra plastic, but it like leaves your skin feeling moist and all that kind of stuff. But maybe people like the feeling dry um, as a symbol of washing away the bacteria and truly washing away the grit and grime of the day. I love nothing less than the grit and grime of the day. I don't necessarily like to keep it on me, but I do really appreciate a good stank. So I know that's why you chose to come and listen to me on this fine morning, day, afternoon, evening, night to talk about soap types. But, you know, everybody has a preference, and I just, you know, there's a lot to think about with the soap game. We use it almost every day, which is also something that I want to mention. Maybe use less soap. I use it every day. I know I shouldn't. I know it's not good for me to wash away that fat layer, that protexia, and all those healthful bacteria. But we are becoming quite obsessed with the, with the clean, with the anti-bac bacteria antivirus, you know, anti-little creatures. But, you know, I, I want to get on here, too, to say how important those things are and to have faith and trust in the environment around you. People can argue that maybe the environment isn't a safe place to be, isn't a safe thing to rely upon, isn't worth the risk of gaining some of the bad parts of the environment. And a lot of these same people can say because of climate change and because CO2 levels are high and that the chemistry of the globe has changed, therefore it isn't such a safe and natural place to be. And you know, you have a point there. You really do have a point. But I'm going to continue to choose my life, or choose to live my life in accordance with the more bacteria the better so I guess I'm going to try to stop using so much soap then I'm going to have to have less grit and grime on me or wash my sheets more maybe who knows trying to figure it out as we're all trying to figure it out in many different ways it could be your soap life it could be your diet it could be your intellectual life your career aspirations, familial life, your illegal life, your hidden life, going along the same page, your style, what culture, what gender you want to align to, 
who the hell knows? There's a lot of decisions to be made. I think a lot of these decisions are underpinned with the theme or the latching onto of success. This prevalence, this reliability, reliance upon, sorry, upon success and the notion that if you achieve success, then you will be happy, I think is what drives us, many of us, and drives our wants, needs, desires, drives the balance between the decisions we make, even if it's what kind of soap do I want to use. You know, and that might sound a little far-flung, but if I desire a life in which success is defined as one with nature, then the soap thing is going to be really important. If I desire a life with success defined as a lot of money and nice toys and living within a position, let's say, that you could take a vacation worry-free and have a job that's stable and has good benefits. I, you know, I don't know if the soap thing is going to be as important for you. But there's obviously an in-between ground uh, within those two types of people. And there's also a ton of similarities, I'm sure, with those two types of people. We're all the same in to the core of it, I suppose. We definitely have our different wants, needs, desires, and I think a lot of that is based off the environment you were raised in, how your parents treated you, how you interacted with your classmates, your teachers, if you had any mentors, if your family was around, if it was hot, if it was cold where you lived, if drinking was a big thing, or drugs, or maybe sobriety, and virginity. Who knows? There's a lot of things that shape us, but you know, one of the real big things is the environment that surrounds you. And it's kind of a, a lousy term, your environment, because as I just explained, there are so many things that, that affect you. But I think what affects so much of us, and this is at the core of us, is this notion of success. And maybe the core of us doesn't define it as success, although maybe the core of us doesn't know any language at all. So we're going to use the notion of getting what you want in life and achieving happiness, let's say, for a lot of people as success. Um, But I don't know if everybody views success like that. I think regardless of what they want, I think they may view success as in the lots of money example and a high title at your job which are amazing things and uh, great things to aspire after but I do believe that a lot of people regardless of their wants, needs, desires look at success in that way and it's so common that I think it is becoming our true nature to look at it in that way instead of just like so many other things that we look at, or maybe don't, but we look at things individually a lot. And why can't I have an individual success uh, end goal than the other person? 
And once again, I think a lot of us do recognize this and assess success and what it means in our lives and goes for it. Maybe that's a part of growing up is to finally define success for yourself and to go for it, to commit, and to really shape what you're going to be doing for so much of your life. And I think even that notion of what you're doing for the rest of your life is, is quite limiting because maybe what you're doing for the rest of your life is to not do one thing for the rest of your life and to switch up your habits all the time, switch up your career, move to different places, X, Y, Z, something that I've valued recently um, and maybe throughout my whole adult life. So maybe for me, I don't know what success is. I think success for me does share what we're ingrained to think of success like, and that's to get money and a nice job and uh, definitely buy a house, you know, have a little family, be comfortable. I think those are great things. But I think my success is much deeper than that. And as many of you know me, I I don't know. I, I think claiming yourself to be deep is uh, anti-deep. So, um, but, you know, I have a lot of interests. I think we can all agree on that. Um, but I will read the definition of success here on brave.com search engine. Um, It's actually from the American Heritage Dictionary of the English Language. Success, the achievement of something desired, planned, or attempted. The gaining of fame or prosperity. I think maybe that second definition is what I've been alluding to, the high-paying job with a fancy title. And the extent of such gain is the third definition. Um, but I do love the first definition, the achievement of something desired, planned, or attempted. And, you know, I think desired is a really easy thing to latch onto. I think the way I've maybe been describing success is a desire. Like, I desire to do this, and when I do this, I will be successful, therefore. And the extent of my success um, will be based on how much money I do make or what these uh, desires are. But I really do like the the part that it's the achievement of something planned. Um, and that's that's really simple. You know, we all have to-do lists. We all have goals. And whether that's daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, bi-yearly, whatever, we do have plans in our life. And therefore, we do have a lot of little successes. We do have a lot of successes. There's, there's no need to throw a measurement on success, um, necessarily, at least in this case right now. You achieve something that's planned that is success. And I think that's something that's really important to recognize. And that goes along the small wins theory. No, just, just recognizing small wins. And I think it's, it's the thing, you know, uh, achieving this little plan. This little plan could be to talk to somebody or to say hi to somebody or to read a certain article in under an hour or, you know, hit a new PR at the gym or, you know, beat your mom in chess or backgammon. That's what I play with my mom. 
I don't know where I was going with that. But achievement is something planned. But how about this last one? <clears throat> the achievement of something attempted. That's, that's really interesting because I don't think attempt, at least in my knowledge base, are the way I view things. I don't think attempt means succeeded. I think attempt and succeed are, are complementary, but they're not the same. They wouldn't be substitutes. So that's really interesting. The achievement is something attempted as success. So, you know, that's just trying something. And that is also success, according to the American Heritage Dictionary, the first definition of success. Ah, I think uh, I think that's pretty pretty inspiring. And I think that's something we should all latch on to a little bit. I mean, there's many things that we attempt and might not go as planned, but that doesn't mean it wasn't successful. I kind of love that. And granted, I'd never read the definition of success before starting this podcast today. So this is all new for me. Sorry, I'm covering my mouth at certain times because my nose itches. Um, But yeah, it's super interesting. So I mean, regardless of the definition, I mean, how many times do we really want to assess a word or assess a theory and we look at the definition? I mean, it's, it's kind of irrelevant. What is re- relevant is the way that society at large looks at success and the way individuals look at success. Um, and I can definitely tell there's a little difference uh, in the measure of success um, from Netherlands to America and when I lived in Czech Republic, even the difference between Utah and California, although not as stark a difference between these European countries and the United States as a whole, um, but there are differences between the states in the United States as well, of course, just like everything else. But I would say the predominant message of success in the United States is obviously the American dream. And that is to make it from where you started and improve your lifestyle, improve your well-being, improve your health, improve your status, fame, and prosperity. And this leads us, I think, maybe as the Western world, to view success as some sort of progression. You know, if we achieve something that makes a operation more efficient, then we have succeeded. And I think it is largely due, our success is largely due to the achievement of something more efficient less than the achievement of something desired, planned, or attempted. And maybe it isn't even efficiency. Maybe that's kind of the way I look at success, but maybe it's to earn money. Maybe we could think of our Western way of looking at success is to earn money. And through money and through the capitalistic mindset often, there comes an increase in well-being and all these other things that I was talking about. But it's through money. Success and money have 
pretty much become the same thing. And I really see this with the crypto boom right now and all these kids, really, young adults, becoming successful because they're investing in crypto. But I don't think it says much about success. I think it's awesome and I think maybe they're advancing the world and blah, blah, blah. But I don't think it necessarily means success. I mean, somebody could earn a ton of money and still be just as depressed or just as unhappy. And if you can recall back to maybe 10 minutes ago, I related success to the achievement of happiness. And that is how I often look at it. But yeah, I I see that so much throughout my life. I mean, going to a university that housed a lot of uh, rich our, our, our kids, young adults that came from wealthy families and same with one of my last places I lived in Park City, Utah. There's a lot of that going around and I don't think money buys you happiness and this is a common thing that is said um, but yet uh, for people that don't have money it's often it's often what's associated to success. Even if you do have money, you know, the success is is associated and therefore happiness is associated to the success. It's a, I don't know, maybe I'm not even making sense. Maybe I'm saying success too much. Maybe I get too fixated on words. But I think success really does take on more than just a word. Um, And maybe we're getting it all wrong, you know? And I don't really know, because I really do feel indoctrinated with what my environment has taught me what success is. And I've experienced success, right? Like, I've been a successful athlete or a successful student, um, successful uh, child, son, I suppose, you know, some some of those brings more happiness than others, and some of those brings different sorts of attention. But that's still viewing success as something gained or, or something achieved. Uh, you know, it's negating the achievement of something attempted, or even the achievement of something planned. Just little goals. You know, success is so powerful in the way we think of it. And it often seems unachievable for many. And if you don't change the way you recognize success, the way that you idealize success, then maybe you'll never be successful. Maybe you'll always be at the cusp of something better because your definition of success is the achievement of something better the achievement of more money, the achievement of a higher job title, the achievement of a hotter lady or man, partner, the achievement of a better car and a bigger cock. Some of those will never happen. (laughs) Especially the last one. I think there's things out there that might improve that situation too. But anyways, it's the power is yours to define success 
for yourself. You do not have to play to the rules of other people to define your own success. I didn't see that anywhere better than in Utah. Granted, Utah had a lot of successful, air quotes, people coming in. Lawyers, doctors, professional farters that make a lot of money. Anyways, people that are very good at what they do. I was going to say successful at what they do. See? They're very good at what they do, and they have been recognized for that through financial means. And that's what really buys the ticket into the door to these five-star resorts, right, is the money. So therefore, the money is a success. But even through meeting these people who chose to spend their success slash money in a mountain town would congratulate me on the path that I was taking and at that time it was sort of being a bum a uh, highly skilled bum I suppose and the only reason I call myself a bum is because I was making like $11 an hour at the start there's nothing disrespectful there's nothing little about therapeutic recreation or ski patrol or whatever I was doing right it's weird right we, we call ski bums ski bums because cause why? Because they don't want to follow the norms of success. They'll never be a success because they're a bum, because they don't earn a lot, because they haven't jumped through hoops to further their career. And now you're a bum. And I was a bum, and see, I look at myself at that. That was totally natural, me saying that I was bumming, right? I don't know. We have the power. And as I love to mention, the overlying theme of this podcast is balance and empowerment. And maybe looking success in the ass or in the mirror and assessing your relationship to that word and more importantly to that theme, to that concept might be very good for you. Never hold yourself back because you want to be a certain amount of successful because, in essence, your ego is getting in the way of your true passion. Just because the world is telling you to go left, no. The world tells you to go middle. doesn't mean you can't go left or right. Way left, way right, or somewhere in between. Trust yourself, be true to yourself, find ways to know yourself and dig deep into that super complicated psyche. We are all our own universe. We can all define our own version of success. It might not be to live super long, and that's fine. I would never put somebody down for not wanting to live long. Your version of success might be to be the president of the United States. I would never put somebody down for that. I would take it upon myself, hopefully, to empower that person in whatever pursuit they want. There's a little gray area there where 
there's a friend, family, loved one that's going down a wrong path and you have to step in. But maybe you step in through having them go through this process of redefining success. Maybe they their definition of success is too complicated and they don't think they'll ever achieve that level, so they're taking the easiest route possible. But there's always something in between, or there's always something looking the other direction. That's my two bits. Um, what kind of spurred this topic of success is the book Factfulness by Hans Rosling. It's a, it's a really good book. Um, but my colleagues had a lot to say about it because many different reasons. One, that it might be racist. One, that it's too simple to be read at a master's level. But I think the core of it, which nobody really hit, was that it was defining success in such a Western way and ignoring the, let's say, negative outcomes of this definition of success. So maybe you want to read that book for yourself. I also read it while I was reading this or listening to the Steve Jobs biography. And, you know, his version of success is remarkable. Although the costs of his version of success were also remarkable. But as the author points out, at the end of the day, he did have quite a big family supporting him and by his side. And that grew to love him. And I think that's because he defined success for himself and he was going to stick to that path. And there's nothing but respect in that. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And thanks, everybody, for reaching out during this time. Not everybody's reached out, but the people that have reached out asking if the podcast will be coming back, I've told them that it's been really nice taking a break, right? But that will be coming back in doses, and we're just trying to manage our new life setups. Uh, Please subscribe. Please, please, please. We're getting close to being able to do advertisements, not saying we would ever, but, you know, our... Downloads and subscriptions are rising, and we would love a little bit of extra incentive to be doing this, to to tell you the truth, to find that financial success within the podcast. We've talked so much about the other forms of successes. Anyways, uh, love you all. I have a meeting to host Maybe I'm attending. Maybe that's what gets me in trouble in meetings. I'm just kidding. All right. Take it easy. Love yourself. Love everybody else. And give your mom a call.